Hello and welcome back to Community Connection. I'm Iowa City Mayor Bruce Teague. Our lives have all been altered by the COVID-19 pandemic, and that impact also includes how we vote. We are a month out from the general election and a record number of people are expected to vote by mail. Joining me today is Johnson County Auditor, Travis Wipert. Thanks for joining me, Travis. Thank you, Mayor Teague. I'm excited to talk to you today because the election is right around the corner. I can't believe we're already in fall and with sweaters and, <laughs> and, and the coolness in the air. Um, but I want to get right into uh, the, the election and what some people need to know. So let's talk about the absentee ballots. So yes. what, what can you tell the voters out there um, about the process for the absentee ballots and when, they're, when can they see them? all that stuff. Right now you can request an absentee ballot. Um, we're not allowed to start mailing them until October 5th. Uh, so the longer you wait, the longer it takes us to get your ballot to you. You know, If you mail us an absentee request form on October 5th, you're not gonna receive it till a couple of days after. Uh, one of the big questions that we are receiving uh, here in the auditor's office is, well, I'm really worried about the post office. Well, if you're on our list right now, which we have almost 30,000 requests for absentee ballots, we're going to mail those out for, um, through the Cedar Rapids Post Office. So you should get them at the uh, your ballot uh, probably by the latest, October 7th. Hopefully, even October 5th or 6th, that will arrive. If you're not comfortable mailing it back, you can drive that ballot down to our office and drop it off here once you've filled it out. Or you can even deliver it to one of our satellite sites which starting um, about the second week of October, we're going to have satellite sites almost daily across the county. All right, so just so that I understand and the, and the viewers understand, the absentee ballots, when is the last time that a person can request one? You have to have that request into us 10 days before the election. I believe just off the top of my head, that's October 24th. Now, having said that, even though you can't request an absentee ballot after that point, you can still um, make your way down to the Johnson County Administration Building, and we are offering our drive-through voting again. Perfect. So with COVID-19, I, I anticipate that the numbers are a little up in the request for absentee ballots. Is that what you're finding? Um, I would say yes. It, it, it's kind of hard to know right now because we haven't done, when I say we, the auditor's office here in Johnson County, hasn't done our final mailing, which is will go out to all of the students um, in kind of the heart of downtown Iowa City. As we've done our mailers, we start out in the outlying areas of the county and worked our way in, focusing on voters that we knew weren't going to be change of address. Um, just the folks that we knew that we know always vote. So once we get this uh, last mailer out, I think hopefully, depending on the students, we're going to see numbers like we haven't ever seen before here in Johnson County. And so if someone wanted to find a ballot, uh, an absentee request form, they will go to your website, to the county auditor's website? Our website or the Secretary of State's website. And I'll even take it a step further. There's all kinds of groups out there, whether you're Democrat, Republican, you can go to their um, political websites. I believe AARP has the absentee request forms on their website. So yeah, you should have no trouble finding a request form. All right, well, that's the request forms for absentee ballots. 
Are there any other dates that we should be aware of with the in regards to the absentee ballots? The big thing is it'll count if you have it in the mail postmarked by the Monday before the election. Now, I would advise you don't wait till that last minute. Um, I'd bring it down here to the office. Uh, we'll be open the weekend before the election. So if you have your absentee ballot at home and you don't want to mail it, you're scared about the post office. Again, we're receiving a lot of those calls. Uh, we'll have a drop box outside of our office here where you can drop it off your ballot off at any time. All right. So you talked about some satellite sites and some early voting sites. That's awesome to hear. So when is the first one? Yeah. So the very first one is going to be Monday, October 12th. That's going to actually be out in the city of Tiffin. Um, and then from that point on that week, we'll start with the Coralville Public Library. Then the week after, move to the IMU uh, and two weeks at the Iowa City Public Library. We'll also be open um, starting, um, looking here, October 17th. Uh, the weekends will be open here at the office for drive-through voting. So you should have plenty of options. One of the questions I receive is if I live in Swisher, can I go to the Tiffin satellite and vote? Absolutely. If you're a Johnson County resident, you can go and vote at any satellite location. Awesome, that is good to know. What about some guidelines for individuals because we're still uh, with the pandemic. So are there some guidelines people should be aware of? So unfortunately, we're not allowed to require PPE gear for people that are um, arriving at the polls wanting to vote. All of our workers will be in full PPE, PPE gear. I guess what I'm just asking um, the citizens of Johnson County is whether you believe in the whole COVID, uh, the PPE gear, you know, wearing it, you know, is this all a hoax? If you think about it, just take five minutes to wear the mat to wear a mask while you vote. Maybe not just for your safety, but how about the safety of all the poll workers? So you know, just don't think about yourself. Think about all these poll workers that are working on election day. That you know, we want to make sure that they leave at the end of the night healthy as can be. Let's talk about the day of November third when the voting is happening. Um, so. Where are you in, um, when we think about the sites, the number of sites that are usually uh, the voting places compared to what you will have? Are you still having the same amount of sites for people to go and vote in person or what does that look like? Yeah, at this moment, um, it should be, we should be at our 57 sites. Uh, again, that can all change based on what happens with COVID. Fingers crossed, we don't see an uptick. Uh, we're doing a good job here in Johnson County. It appears with folks wearing masks and starting to get the pandemic under control. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things as each day passes or every morning we wake up, we play it by ear. We look at the numbers, see what's happening. And we're, you know, we might have to adjust on the fly, but we're ready for it. Just the registration uh, to become a voter. Um, there are it, it, certainly people that are registering to become voters. Um, if you can talk about that, what does that process look like, as well as the day of the election, can a person register to vote? And if so, what form of identification uh, do they need to bring? Yes, so you can vote or you can register, excuse me, up until the day, uh, actually on election day. So you can go to your precinct site, register. You need to bring an ID with you. Um, they did change the requirements because of the pandemic where an expired ID will work. Um, I think there's some small restrictions there. The big thing is that you also need proof of residency, whether that's a bank statement, your UI bill, 
um, your insurance card, and all those things can be pulled up on your phone. We don't need a paper copy, uh, car registration. So just make sure you have one of those available. If you really wanna help us out and you're planning on registering on election day, if you'd go out to our website and print off the voter registration form and have it filled out before you arrive, that would help us tremendously and speed up the lines on election day. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, well, we, we heard a lot about the election um, the absentee ballots and that type stuff. Um, is there anything that we need to know, um, like for those that are already registered to vote that do the in-person in voting, ID is still required, correct? Correct, okay. yes, you will need ID. Um, outside of that, there's really no changes other than again, you know, you, you're not required by law to, but I would really hope that you practice social distancing and wear a face shield of some sorts when you go to your precinct on election day. Well, this is a very important election. I think most people are wanting to ensure that they have all the information possible to make sure that their absentee ballot, which if they request a one, gets to them and they return it on, you know, according to the uh, process that is required to be counted because everybody want to make sure that their vote is counted. And so just so that I understand, uh, 10 days before is when you can last request an absentee ballot. Yes, through the mail, that's through correct. The mail. But we will, we will still have satellite sites up and running, which you can, you know, we can pick and choose which one you want to go to and you'll, you're still able to vote at those or you're able to come down here and do our drive-through vote. And then one last clarification question. So the absentee ballot must be postmarked by what date? Monday before the election. Great, so the 20, I mean the 2nd of November. That would be correct. And as I mentioned, if you're planning on mailing it in, I would have it at, dropped off at the post office here in Iowa City. I think they, they pick up at the post office at 1230. If you're putting in the mailbox at your house, to be honest, you're probably taking quite the risk. At that point, I would just drive it down here. Or the other thing we haven't talked about is you can take that ballot to your precinct site and surrender it and vote in person. Great. Well, is there anything else you want to make sure that we have clarity on for voting? Because this is a little confusing, I think, for some individuals that may not have done absentee uh, ballots before. It's a new process. And then for those that are new voters doing the in-person, um, if it's a new process, process for them, then there's always some anxiety about, do I have it correct? Yeah, I guess if you're a new voter, I always remind um, the folks registering for the first time, usually you know, it's college kids, our high school seniors, don't panic, don't be scared. Our poll workers are there to help you. That's, that's their job. I mean, they're not going to arrest you and throw you in jail for some you know, weird thing. They're going to make sure you don't double vote. They'll help you fill it out, do whatever you need. So just don't panic. Um, the other question I'm receiving a lot of lately is folks that already have their ABRs in, um, if the ballot doesn't come to them by like October 12th, what should I do? Well, if it hasn't arrived at that point, call us. We can either void you out of the system and let you go vote in person at a satellite or your precinct, or we'll make sure we mail another ballot and track down what happened to your original one. So with that being stated, if a person requested an absentee ballot, 
and let's say it, it doesn't arrive to them and, and they're panicking or um, can they just show up to vote in person or do they need to take one more step and contact the auditor's office? They can show up and vote in person. However, having said that, we would or I would advise them to call us in advance so we can void their absentee request. If you show up at a satellite site or on election day, uh, then the poll worker has to call here to the office, which slows down the lines at the polling site to get us to void that ballot. So if you could call us ahead of time before you even head to the polling site, we can get your ballot voided. And that way you'll have a smooth process when you arrive at whether it's precinct or a satellite site. Awesome, well, there you have it. Uh, you've answered the questions that um, I think many of us are thinking about. Any last words you would like to leave with us today? We're just asking people to be patient leading up to the election on election day. You know, we had a great trial run with the primary and record turnout, but I'm expecting record turnout in November. And then you factor in the pandemic and knock on wood, let's hope the weather's good that day. But people just need to be patient with us, you know, and we're going to be counting record number of ballots, possibly have record number of folks at our precinct sites, probably even some of our satellites. We're, we're just asking for some patience. You know, we're trying to staff up as, as much as possible, but we do have a lot of our poll workers that are, you know, nervous about the pandemic and don't want to work. So we're, we're doing our best, I guess, <laughs> the best way to put it. And kudos and thanks to you and your staff and to all the volunteers that the ones that have been um, consistent in past um, being a part of the, the polls that on, on election day, and even to those that aren't feeling comfortable or not able to do the polls this November, we thank them as well. Um, so good luck and we'll have to wait and see what happens on November 3rd results. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. All right, thank you for joining me. That's all for today. I'll be back soon with another Community Connection. Remember, we're all in this together. Be safe, Iowa City.